This is the Talking Sports Podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rocco Trumpour, and this is the Week 13 NFL Preview right here on Apple Podcast. And please be sure to follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we have an upcoming interview coming out soon. Yeah, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow Instagram and Twitter, like he said. And we do have a, a really cool interview coming out sometime next week. So if you still haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, um, you don't want to miss the interview or anything else we have posted or going to post. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And one last thing before we dive into uh, today's information and topics, if you have a, if you want a sports phone case, go to sportscases.com and at checkout use code talking sports PD for 10% off. Jared, how did you do in your week 12 picks from last week? I went another 500. I went eight and eight. Uh, I'm trying to trying to improve on that, but not the best week. I did a little better. I went 11 and five out of the 16 games. So I had a pretty good week. The biggest game I missed on, and I think we talked about this that you missed on too, was the Raiders game. It was just such a lopsided affair. So that was kind of a shocker from uh, week 12. Yeah, and the Rams game. Rams game was too. Yeah, we both yeah. went with the Rams. Um, How did you do in your fantasy picks? I Actually, I did pretty well in that, thankfully. So, I mean, Daniel Jones got hurt um, in the game, but he still put up 10 points. I'm not saying that's good, but he did get hurt. Um, David Montgomery put up 25. Uh, Devontae Parker put up 20. And then Dalton Schultz put up 9.5, 9.4. Yeah, you beat me in the fantasy aspect. Jared Goff did not get hurt, but still only put up three points. So even an injured Daniel Jones beat Jared Goff. Gus Edwards had seven. I thought he'd be a little more focused in the offense. I guess he wasn't. That that Steelers or Ravens game was just an absolute. If you wanted offense, you were watching the wrong game. <laughs> yeah. Until like the end with the Marquise Brown pass. But I don't know who, who the heck started Marquise Brown in fantasy because he's been awful this year. Not always his fault, just in general, but. Yeah, Gus Edwards struggled. I had Curtis Stanley at 12.7, so that was a pretty good fantasy day. And then the tight end was kind of similar to you. I had Hayden Hurst. He finished with 8.8. So you kind of beat me the fantasy sleepers. Hopefully for week 13, we'll do even better. Hopefully I'll do better for the sleepers to help you guys out in your fantasy because I know it's playoff time. So you might need this oh, yeah. day, or almost playoff time. This might be your last week. I know for Jared, the league, we're both in together. Huge playoff, uh, huge games this weekend just for playoff implications for you and me mostly me for me to get in the playoffs but yeah if you need a sleeper this could help you win your league or get yourself into a playoffs so hopefully that will help you guys we're gonna start like we always do week 12 recap and then we'll do for week 12 winners and losers first game we're gonna be talking about uh is the buffalo bills and the los angeles chargers the buffalo bills defeated the los angeles chargers 27 to 17 this game was interesting. The Bills, um, through most of the game, was were, were dominant. They were they had a lead at one point that was twenty four to six, but then the turnovers started to kind of mount in the third and the fourth quarter. There was a fumble by Devin Singletary, who had a great game on the ground minus the fumble. Then there was um, a fumble on a bad snap that Josh Allen tried picking up, and he did not be able to pick it up, and they recovered. And then Josh Allen threw a pick. 
So there was a sequence where we had three straight possessions or three straight turnovers, but we were lucky that the Bills' defense was great. They showed their defense what they did last year, which in this game they forced a couple turnovers, uh, one turnover from Justin Herbert, and that was in that sequence when we were turning the ball over three times in a row. Josh Allen wasn't great, but he wasn't awful. Like, he was 18 for 24, so that's efficient. 157 yards, uh, 6.5 yards on average. He did throw for one passing touchdown. He also rushed for a touchdown, so he did have two total touchdowns. Did throw that one interception. And did I think that technically he did have a fumble, um, but it was a bad snap, and he also dropped it. So it was like a 50-50 fumble, but obviously that's going to go to Allen. Um, he did get sacked twice at a total rating of 88.4, so not awful. He kept him in the game, but he wasn't great, but he was efficient. He just made one bad pass off his back foot, which sometimes happens, which you need to not happen. Um, but Cole Beasley had to pass and touch. If you didn't see that play, go on YouTube and watch that play. That was a pretty cool play. Uh, Josh down to Beasley to Gabe Davis. Um, what I like, one last thing I really like from this game, it was how they were able to run the ball. Devin Singletary had 11 carries for 82 yards, averaged 7.5 yards per carry. The only thing that was really bad was um, the fumble. But then Zach Moss, nine carries for 59 yards and 6.6 per average. That team rushed for 172 yards and 5.7 yards per rush and had one touch on the ground. Gabe Davis, the fourth-round rookie, three catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. They kind of kept Diggs in check, and he only had seven catches. for Seven catches actually a lot, but only seven catches for 39 yards. Uh, and BZ had two catches for 25 yards. Props to the Bills' defense. They played great. Uh, I know Herbert had a lot of yards, but he did throw the ball 52 times and only completed 31 of those. Did have a touchdown, and he did have an interception. And they kind of shut down the run, only lending up 3.2 yards per average. So not a pretty game for, uh, on any set of the game for the offense, but the defense um, was great. But the Bills did, were able to score 27 points. So that's basically my takeaway. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree when you said, like, the Bills were dominant throughout the game. However, like like you were saying with all these turnovers, like the Chargers just had so many opportunities to actually come back and be in this game. And they just couldn't get that offense working at the end of the game. Um, I, Herbert played well, but you could just tell like this wasn't their best offensive performance. That could be because of the Bills defense. Um, they played pretty well. And also like Josh Allen, he he didn't have his best game of the year. Obviously he played a lot better than this, but able to get the job done with that performance. And like you said, a big part of the Bills was just, they actually finally got that rushing intact and actually able to run the ball this game um Joey Bosa he had three sacks so the Chargers defense wasn't bad like that's usually their the weakest point for this team and I think for this game it was mostly their offense not being able to capitalize on the turnovers so yeah I yeah. agree with you in that sense and it was good for them to get Eckler back but like for me I feel like Eckler's more like a receiver than a he's like a Alvin Kamara that's more just passing you know yeah so chargers like they had so many opportunities late in the game and it was actually fun to watch like the last couple of plays when they were just chucking them deep there was like three times in a row they got like a hail mary but then they got moved back and then they did it again um but yeah that was when the game was over so good good job to the bills um, I think that what really kind of hurt the Chargers was their ineffectiveness to be able to run the ball, which put a lot of pressure on Herbert. And the Bills' defense was great on Sunday. They only let up 316 yards is a good amount of yards to let up, but on 52 attempts and only letting up one touchdown, they kind of, I know the yards are a lot, but they kind of kept him in check most of the game, only completed 31 of those passes. They were unable to run the ball 
76 yards on 24 carries, which um, is 3.2 yards per carry. The Chargers, they want to take the next step as an offense. They need to be able to consistently run the ball. And this is for basically any team. If you mm-hmm. can't consistently I think run the we, ball, we were saying this about the Bills. We were, yeah. we were saying this about the Bills. Like, for them to take that next step to be a really good team, they got to start getting that run game going. You know, yeah, because you won a game uh, this year, which we haven't really done in, in the type of style of just running the ball and playing defense. This year has been mostly our passing game. So it mm-hmm. was kind of good and bad. Like, obviously, I wanted a passing game to be a little better. But it was also good to show like that we can run the ball and we can play defense and it not even and run the ball against not the best rush defense, but the defense played good against one of the best offenses in the league that statistically I know their record hasn't shown, but they were the third offense going into Sunday's game um, by stats. You can take that however you want to take that. But I, it just it was just an, nice to see how the Bills could run the ball and um, play defense, take a little pressure off Allen. You know, Allen. Every is going to have his good games, and sometimes you're not going to have the best games. But in order to win games, sometimes you're going to have to run the ball and play defense. And the Bills did this on Sunday, so that that was kind of good for us. That's what I really liked on Sunday. No, I I agree with that a lot. Okay, Bills moved to eight and three. I'm happy they got a big one on Monday night against San Francisco. We'll let you guys know what we think about that game later on the show. Like we always do, second game we'll be talking about. Guys, it's the New York Jets, and nothing really changed on Sunday. They lost to the Miami Dolphins, who were led by Ryan Fitzpatrick, not Tua, 20-3. JR, I know you got some thoughts about this. We also have, we got to talk about Adam Gaze after you give me your breakdown. But just to, what thoughts on the game before we dive into everybody knows the Adam Gaze press conference. But give me your thoughts on the game first. Watching this game, I will say I think this is the best game our defense has played this season. Our defense is very good, um, especially Quinn and Williams. Uh, he's, he's a really bright feature for this team. However, the offense was trash. It was terrible. Our defense was getting turnovers around, like, what, the 50-yard 50, 50 line? Couldn't do anything with that. It was it was so hard to watch. I know this is Darnold's first game back, and it just has me thinking, like, I think it's time to move on from Darnold. Like, He's, he could be good, like, somewhere else. He could be just not we, – we failed him, um, and Gase even admitted he spoke out and he said, yeah, it was my job to come in here and groom Darnold, and I failed. I didn't do my job. So at least he's admitting that. But he, he's still young. He could maybe do something else. But I think as a Jets fan, as much as we could pit up – we could also, like, make so many excuses for him. Oh, we never had a good offensive line. We never had – receivers but at the end of the day it's his third year in the league he hasn't developed since his first season I think and I just think it's time to move on but that's just another story um Dolphins they didn't play very well like they didn't play like a seven and four team and I just feel like the Jets could have won this game if our offense was good like not even if it was just good because our defense was playing so well. Um, it was just hard to watch. Our defense plays so well, and then our offense goes on the field, nothing. And then it just tired out our defense. They ended up just scoring on us. So, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Like, I know your defense played well. Um, Fitzpatrick wasn't spectacular. Um, two touchdowns, was sacked four times, finished with a QBR of 56.7. Uh, you did stop the run pretty well. I know you had up 104 yards, but only four point two yards per carry. They kind of pounded the run. Devontae Parker did have a day, so that was – he played really well. 
um, eight catches, 119 yards, and have a touchdown. But yeah, your defense was good, yeah, but your offense was terrible. I don't even know. It's the definition of awful. Like that's like that's except no Frank Gore. Frank Gore just had a, had a day. Yeah, 18 <laughs> carries for 74 yards, and he had a rush of as long as was 17 yards. But your offense was not good. Um, passing game stat like receivers are awful. Perryman had four catches for 79 yards. Uh, Mims four catches for 67 yards. Outside of that, it wasn't much besides a couple catches by Crowder. But yeah, Donald was um. Opposite of a spectacular, finished with a QBR of 18 and a rating of 51. But look, I want to talk about, I know we're talking about, we just talked about the game, but I want to talk about that press conference after the game from Adam Gaves, Adam Gaves, the New York Jets head coach, who shouldn't be the New York Jets head coach, but he still is, about the play calling and who's calling plays. Um, Jerry, give me your thoughts on that, because I think you know more than I do about it, but give me your thoughts on that. Well, well, so it actually started like last game. No, so not the Dolphins game, but two two games ago like i remember them oh now darnold's t- after we came back from half darnold's i mean not darnold um adam gay started we like see him calling plays under his mask and then so that this game it was so clear that our offensive coordinator wasn't even like pay, paying attention when plays were being called <laughs> and it was just like okay see it's just it's so frustrating like you're telling us you're not calling plays and now you're calling plays and then he's trying to hide it, like, oh, no, I'm only calling the, the two-minute drills. I'm only doing third downs. Like, we only have a set play. We have a set list of plays. We're going to do that drive. Like, like what happens after the first down? Like, who's still calling those plays? So, they just caught him red-handed. I thought that was funny. Like, he was trying to, like, get out of it. Like, oh, when was it? Like, when did you see him not calling plays? But, like, he caught him red-handed. He's still calling the plays. He's still calling the shots. Um, I think at this point, we're not going to fire him until the season's over, as I think it's kind of obvious now. But, yeah, it was just funny to see that press conference. It was very, very unique. Yeah, like, one, why would you fire him now? The point of the season, at this point of the season, I know not going into the year was, but at this point of the season, it's basically, you're over. You're mathematically eliminated for the yeah. playoffs. Um, why win games at this point? Or try to obviously try to win games, but why – just do yeah, why fire him right now? Let him sink with the ship and then tell him to get the heck out. Um, but yeah, you sent me that on Instagram on Sunday or Monday, whenever the heck it was, the Sunday, and I watched it and I was like, it gave me a headache just like watching it. I was like so confused. Like I, I was like, I have to figure out what the heck this guy's saying. And I was like, oh, of course we're gonna talk about this when we record this later in the week before the games on Sunday. But yeah, watching it or listening to it basically, basically didn't want to take the blame for the crap offense you guys had on Sunday. And like yeah. in the report, I was like, well, I saw the OC Daryl Loggins. I think I said his name, right. Uh, <laughs> I was just ta- I forgot the guy he was talking to, but he was basically doing nothing like talking to some guy on the sideline, doing nothing, like not paying attention. One, even if your offensive coordinator is not like calling plays, you feel like he should be paying attention to the yeah. game. Well, no, okay. He wasn't doing anything. He was talking to like another player or another coach. Okay, but like he like, wasn't. Yeah. Okay, okay. He wasn't but like he, lollygagging and just like looking at the sideline, like not doing it. He was actually like, he was talking to someone. Okay, but he should. Okay, but he's. But yeah, if you're a gaze, you don't like you don't like flip flop. Oh, he's calling plays, but then I call two minute plays, but then I take over or this and this and this and this. It's either like you're. It's just it screws with your quarterback. It screws with your offense. You kind of want one guy calling plays. I feel like continuity is really big in the NFL. And I feel like if I was a quarterback or you were a quarterback, like we would want. The same guy calling plays throughout the yeah. game, definitely, but like also throughout the the weeks. Like I feel like I want the same guy calling plays to me in practice 
as the guys are calling the game. I don't want one drive be Adam Gaze and the next drive be Daryl Loggins. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. and then you're just like, what the heck's going on? Like, And then in your back of your mind, you're like, do these guys have any idea what they're doing? Like, it, you start thinking as a quarterback, you're like, well, I'm screwed because, like, these guys don't know what they're doing. If they don't know what they're, they're doing, they're not giving me the place to succeed. And I'm going to be screwed, and the whole offense is screwed. And that leads to an 0-11 season. Like, that's what basically but- – the best answer was like, oh, yeah, but we saw Daryl Loggins on the sideline and looked like he was still calling the plays. It's not hard. It's really not that hard. Like, what are you saying? You scored three points. You scored, you scored the first half <laughs> yeah. of the game. You the field goal. It clearly is hard. Like, yeah. like it's, it's not like you just beat the Dolphins um, like 37 to 20 and you guys are 9-2 uh, so or 10-1. Yeah. Like, top offense in the league. You're like one of the worst offenses in the league, and you also scored three points. We are the worst offense in the league. Yeah, so clearly it's either hard or you guys just stink at your job. (laughs) And we're not saying it's easy. Obviously, it's not easy calling plays, but, like, just go out and say, oh, it's not hard. For you, it is. Like, it clearly is. (laughs) Three points against – Dolphins have a good defense, but, like – and it's not even just this game. It's just been the whole year with the struggle of offense. Terrible. If you look back, if you look back at the scores, you guys scored 17, 13, 7, scored one game 28, but then 10, 0, 10, 9. The last two games, 27, 28, and then three. So you had a lot. Two one game you've been shut out, two games you were held to 10, and three other games you were held under 10. Like it's no, not good. It's not we're not playing in the 60s where you can win. Our game script is terrible. Oh my god. Yeah. You're, you're in the wrong era. You're in the wrong era if you want to win. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a mess, Terrible. but we'll definitely be talking about it um, come Black yeah, Monday, absolutely. which if you guys don't know, it's like the end of the year where like all the coaches that are going to get fired, get fired. We've already I feel had like a, a lot of coaches already. Yeah, they already got fired. Yeah, we've had three. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, we had Bill O'Brien in Houston. We had Dan Quinn in Atlanta. And then uh, we haven't even talked about it. Matt Patricia just got fired um, right after the Thanksgiving game. I know that seems like a while ago Thanksgiving, but yeah, wow. yeah he got fired after the Thanksgiving debacle and how bad they played against Houston, who's a good team, but not a great team. So, yeah, Detroit's going to be looking for a head coach. Um, Houston looking for a head coach. Atlanta. And there could be other possible teams. I'm assuming Jacksonville is going to be looking for a coach. Yeah. That's going to be looking for a coach. That's five teams right there. I know I'm probably – I know I can't think of any, um, but I'm probably missing a couple. I don't know. But, yeah, Matt Bears might fire their head coach. Um, Who else? The Bengals might fire their head coach. I'm just trying to think of some other coach. So, yes, there could be a multiple coaching, um, five or six coaches that need replacement. And you know what? The Jets could be a hot commodity. I know people are like, well, the Jets aren't – like right now, yeah, obviously right now they're an awful commodity. I don't know who the heck would want to coach them. But if you look at the thing, you have number one pick. You could have Trevor Lawrence. Then you could trade Darnold for more picks. And you guys already have a ton of picks um, this draft and future drafts. And you have yeah. a GM that looks comparable. Like he looks like a legit GM. Um, I know because he's, his draft picks haven't been bad. I, I think Mekhi Becton's good when he stays healthy. And I think Denzel Mims can be a good receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Um, you got some good pieces with Quinn and Williams. You got Marcus May. Um, so you got some nice pieces, but yeah. But you do have a lot of picks. I know you have two I mean, CJ Mosley. CJ Mosley come back. That. That's a, but you have yeah. two first-round picks, and having Trevor Lawrence can kind of be a little more um, – Team uh, coaches might be looking at it and be like, well, Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent. I would love to yeah. coach for him. You guys have a GM Agreed. that's not going to get fired, and you have picks with the Jamal Adams trade, and you got some young, nice young pieces um, in your in your roster right now. So, yeah, the Jets 
could be a good hot commodity. Not a super commodity. There's some other teams that are probably a little hot ahead of you, but the the prospects of coaching um, Trevor Lawrence could help you guys get a coach. Yeah, no, definitely agree. Okay, final game from week 12 we will be talking about, guys, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-24. to Jer, drop your thoughts. Well, what do you got? I think the score does not say, like, have any reference of, like, what the game looks like. Um, if you watch the game, you just saw the Chiefs dominate from the start. Um, it was – Chiefs drive score, Patriots three and out. Chiefs, I mean, no, not Patriots, Buccaneers. Um, and then Chiefs score, Buccaneers three and out. Chiefs, it was just they they couldn't figure out their offense looked terrible in the beginning of the game. So and then they got like garbage time points. Um, they actually did their team the offense did kind of figure it out um, towards the end of the game, but by then it was too late. Um, notable performances, Tyreek Hill. Um, how many yards did he have in like the first quarter? Was it, it was, was, it, was it over 200? Yeah, yeah it, was. it was two something. He finished with 269, yeah. but it was two something. He had over 200 yards, two touchdowns in the first quarter. Um, Mahomes threw for over 462 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, it was just a typical Chiefs game. And I think going into the game, everyone was like, Oh, like Brady versus Mahomes. But I just feel like the Chiefs have shown they are dominant. Um, they're the best team in football. Buccaneers have taken a fall. And I thought it would be going the other way, um, reverse, where the Buccaneers aren't winning much games at the beginning and then start winning. I feel like it's mm-hmm. looking the other way. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. like it's, it's like jump ship now, but yeah. no pun intended with the Buccaneers. But they're 7-5. and five. They still have wild card hopes. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't get too worried. But, yeah, um, Tyreek Hill finished with 210 yards in the first half. If, wow. If you want to yeah. But, like, I want to talk about what you just said. Like, the Buccaneers, we thought it would be the other way around. Start slow, new team. But they've lost a couple. But if you look at their last four games, they do have a bye this week, which is a really late bye. I know yeah. them and the Panthers. But I kind of screwed me in fantasy with the stupid Panthers bye. But Same. Like, I have Mike Evans on the I had, like, DJ Moore. I had Chris Samuel. One of my other leagues had Chris Godwin. I was like, okay, this is – this is great. Um, but their last four games, I know they've been by this week, is against Minnesota, Atlanta, the Lions, and Atlanta. Again, all those three teams are not playoff teams. So, like, yeah. so that's, a, that's a favorable schedule. And I would think they would finish 11 and 5, 10 and 6. And that would, I had them finishing 10 and 6 before the year and making a wild card. So that's not that off. But yeah, I think they're going to, they're going to be fine because they're going to, the problem is, Jared, we're going to, they're going to win. I think they're going to win those next four games, right? But, if yeah. they win three out of the four next games or the next four games, which they should do. Honestly, I, I wouldn't sleep. Uh, do they play the Panthers, you said? No, I think I said okay. Min- okay. Minnesota, the Lions, and the Falcons twice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota's Sorry, not bad. I'm not saying any of these teams are bad. Like, I'm just saying these are not playoff teams. Or no, they're, Minnesota's a fringe playoff team. Lions and Atlanta are not making the playoffs. But, but Atlanta, if they Atlanta win, you never know where you're getting. Atlanta, you oh, don't exactly, know where you're yeah. getting. So, yeah. But if we they win these next four games, we're going to be like, oh, they're eleven and five. But what are we going to take away from those four games? You know yeah. what I mean? We're going to be they're going to go into the playoffs hot, four straight wins, great, eleven and five or ten and six, whatever the heck the record is. We're going to be like, okay, they're good, but they just beat four teams or three, four teams that are not great, that are not in the playoffs. Like, what are we going to do when they face? I don't know whoever they play in Seattle, Green Bay, 
um, Saints, whoever they face, the Rams, whoever they, whoever they face in the playoffs. Um, so that's what I'm going to take away from like this game. Like they're going to be in the playoffs. I don't think we're going to deny that. I think it would be a mm-hmm. big shock if they don't make the playoffs somehow. Um, but when they make the playoffs, we're going to be like on oh, the next four games, we're like, okay, but they, they can't beat any good teams. Like they lost to the Chiefs. They've lost, I forgot the other couple of teams they've lost to. They lost to the Saints twice. Um, they lost to the Bears, which was not a good loss. They've lost to the Rams. So they've lost to some good teams. That Bears loss is bad. But oh, as, yeah. we've seen, yeah. as we've seen what the Bears are this year and just a bad offense. But yeah, that's bad. But yeah, looking at the stats, Tom Brady, garbage time stats. And I'm still getting frustrated. Like, I'm not a Tom Brady lover, like, as from any means. But like, I, like the media is killing him. I also see like the offense. I think we've talked about this way too many times, but it doesn't really fit his, how he plays. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like just like a gunslinger, but like, that's yeah, not who not, he is. If that's no, and he's 43. Like, yeah. what are we, we're not rolling back Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Russell Wilson, guys that are mobile and that are young. We're talking about a guy that's aged, who's always been a pocket passer. So why change his, like, offense? Like, you never really got him a pass catching running back. He loved James White. He loved Rex mm-hmm. Burkhead. Uh, Fournette and Jones aren't much of a pass catching back. They're trying to make Fournette into that, but just, yeah. just not who He's he not. Is. No, I think Ronald Jones, I like Ronald Jones. Nine carries for 66 yards. They got to give him the ball more. Nine carries. Like, we know the best well, they way. Were, to, they were down early, too, so, yeah. But the best way to beat the Chiefs is to win the town and run the ball. He averaged 7.3 yeah. yards per carry. I know they were down early, but, but yeah. Look, they're making the offense too complicated. I think these deep throws, just not Tom Brady's expertise. His arm strength's dying. He's 43. Like, what do you what do you expect? I think yeah. he's 43, right? He's definitely 40. Yeah, he's but around like, there. But also, like, if you were watching the game, like he's 43. Tony Romo was also like explaining like how a lot of these throws aren't even his fault, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was like, told, told oh, Mike, Mike Evans, Mike Evans just didn't just kind of stopped running. It just looked like a bad throw by Brady, but if you really yeah. like see it from a quarterback's perspective it was just not good route yeah I, i'm with you on that um but look yeah the buccaneers have problem problems they're gonna be a playoff team i had them going to the nfc championship i feel like if they get the right matchups um then yeah they could go to the nfc championship this team is talented like we're not putting behind this but these next four games are gonna tell a lot like is this can this team be bad teams or average teams um i don't want to say they're bad teams they're average teams um, but but yeah. like like you like you said like they could get to the NFC Championship they could end up getting the Super Bowl it's just some games like their team is just hot like they're all in sync and then other games like we just saw it's just like what the hell is this team doing yeah. so like you never know it's also on matchups I feel like who the Buccaneers play is gonna have a huge thing because if a team has a good pass rush who the <laughs> yeah day. yeah if they like play the Seahawks. I mean, Seahawks have been getting a lot better, but... Yeah, they have. Seahawks' defense has been yeah. getting much better as of late. But, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying with the Seahawks. But, like, a team that can get after the quarterback, like the Rams, they struggled because Aaron Donald's a beast. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a Packers team who they already beat, they can match up well against just because the Packers don't have as great of a defense or much of a pass rush. But, yeah, I, look, the, the both playoffs, NFC especially, is going to be super interesting because there's going to be a lot of, a lot of good teams I don't know if there's, like, one great team. I think we can see, like, in the AFC, like, the Chiefs are their best team still. I know Steelers fans, you're undefeated, but I'm not betting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Look, look, the Steelers still can beat the Chiefs. Like, nobody, I'm not saying the Chiefs are invincible, but it's tough to bet against the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, 
running out there. Steelers the did sense. just lose Bud Dupree, which is a big loss. Yeah, they I'm did. not saying like, oh, they stink now, but it's a big but, loss, yeah. I will say. Yeah, and also like one thing I want to be concerned about the Chiefs. I know like their offense is crazy, but the one I know this is really happening in games, but if this has happened before, especially in the playoffs last year and the Super Bowl. Um, against Houston in the playoffs and against Tennessee in the playoffs and then against uh, 49ers in the Super Bowl. They kind of start slow on offense sometimes. Not in this game, obviously. This is Forget about this game. It starts slow on offense because they know how good their like offense can be. So they kind of stay a little relaxed. Okay, we can score later. You know what I mean? Like They don't yeah. play as aggressive. That always could come back and bite you. You know what I mean? That I feel like that's how they played against the Raiders. I feel like that's yeah. how they played against the Raiders. Like They're yeah, like, okay, let's play ball game. Like. No, you yeah. just got to come out slinging. That's what you do. Yeah, so. because you're going to play really good teams in the playoffs and the Super Bowl yeah. if they get there that are going to be like, you know what, we have a great defense, and, like, you're giving us confidence that we can stop you, and if we can run the ball efficiently, we can beat you. So that's just only one thing if I was a Chiefs fan. I'd be like, guys, how we start against the Buccaneers is how we have to start every game. Put teams yeah. away early because then our offense is just so good. And if you put pressure on our defense and that's not their – best strength that teams could beat the chiefs like the, there's a formula to beat the chiefs it's you have to run the ball you gotta like not let a big place you know what i mean it's like a bend but don't break defense you gotta run the ball and you gotta just can't turn the ball and give patrick mahomes um short fields but what the buccaneers did with tyra kill was just a total whoever plays the chiefs next whatever the buccaneers did their defense is doing the total opposite because that was awful in the beginning but yeah no i i agree like for the chiefs like you said, that they're so good at like making your defense just uncomfortable out there. And as soon as like if your defense starts out, you're kind of like scheming against this offense, and you're like calling these good plays, getting comfortable. You start like getting that confidence. You start getting that momentum, and that's where you can beat the Chiefs. But if they just come out like you said, and just be like, oh, geez, like throw it over your head, like you don't know what's coming. And start, oh, the, you know, Mahomes doing this, like, scrambling around, throws it, like, that kind of stuff. Then that's when you're kind of going downhill. Yeah. But, like you said, they can be beat. They're not, like, invincible. They, we've seen it. They've beat, been beat by the Raiders. But, yeah, I agree with what you said. Okay. That is it from week uh, 12. Not totally from week 12. Recap from week 12. Now it's time for winners and losers from week 12. If you guys don't know winners and losers by now, you should. But thing how we do winners and losers we'll give you three winners and three losers from this past week of football jr start the ball rolling give me your first winner of week 12 well you know i'm a homer so i when they do when they play well like kind of give them the credit i i was actually very impressed with the, the jets defense uh quinn and williams in particular him and marcus may have been playing very well this season quinn and williams especially has been like getting undershadowed just because he's on a terrible team but he had seven tackles, um, one point one and a half sacks, two tackles for a loss, two pass deflections, three QB hits. He was playing really well out there, so I want to give him his respect. So Jets defense and Quentin Williams are my winner. I like it. Jets have to be the defense was good. Um, offense obviously was not. Um, my <laughs> first winner from Week Twelve that is Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. He's ha- he's having a great year, arguably one of the best running backs this year. Maybe him and Dalvin Cook. Uh, he had 27 carries for 178 yards, three touchdowns, and averaged 6.6 yards per carry. And they absolutely rolled over 
They also had two catches, but they also absolutely rolled over Indy in a huge division game where we I picked Indy. Did you pick Indy? I picked Indy too. Yeah, we both yep. bet on we both went with Indy. That backfired. But yeah, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, 27 carries, 178 yards, 6.6 yards per carry, and three total touchdowns. Had a great fantasy day. That's their point of their offense. Like that's their main focus on the offense. And if the Titans can run the ball like that, that's a recipe to beat the Chiefs to run the ball and play good football. They're in not command for the division, but they have taken over the division lead. That division is going to be great coming down to the end. They have a great matchup against the Browns this weekend. Both teams like to run the ball. But, yeah, Derrick Henry, first winner of the week. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that one. He played really well. Yeah, I played against him in fantasy, of course. Um, uh, yeah, fun. My first loser of the week is the QB quarterback play in the Saints-Broncos game. Um, oh. Taysom Hill threw for 78 yards, won an interception. H- Hinton – through for 13, obviously he's on the QB, but 13 yeah. yards and two interceptions. It was just, I couldn't even imagine watching that game. I didn't watch that game. I don't know if you watched that game. But no, I did not. As a Broncos fan, if I was watching that game, I would just, that would just be terrible to watch. Um, no QB play at all. I don't know. Uh, Broncos got three points. Good for them without a QB. So it was just an ugly game. So that's. Yeah. Loss in my book. You look at it like that's not the recipe to beat teams with Taysom Hill. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is your game to experiment. Like they don't have a QB. Like try new things out. Like throw the ball more with Taysom. You know, but yeah. My first loser. You might have them as a loser down the road. Um, that's the Raiders and Derek Carr. This game was awful. We talked about, or I talked about this week, or we both talked about last week on the podcast, how like the Raiders are 6-4, and four, right? and this is a game like, where you, you got to beat a bad team, right? Falcons mm-hmm. are not a good team. They're talented, but they're not a great team. And Ryan did not play well. But, man, the Raiders, you're my loser, mainly Derek Carr. I know Josh Jacobs got injured. He only had seven carries for 27 yards, 3.2 yards per carry, 3.9 yards per carry. The team had 40 rushing yards, Derek, averaged three yards per carry. Derek Carr was 22 for 34, 215 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception, and a QBR of 14, and had a sack three times. Oh, that's pretty bad. That's not even the worst thing. That's not even the worst. <laughs> he fumbled three times, and he lost all three of them. And so did Josh Jacobs. They fumbled four times and lost four fumbles and also threw an interception. Four fumbles? What in God? I was watching. We had I had the Bills Chargers game on on the TV, right? My Sunday ticket, and then I had it on my computer Red Zone, right? So I can just like watch some of the other games, right? To have both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every other minute, this team was just fumbling the ball. It was brutal. And I know, oh, you want to like this? I don't know what the heck. I, like you want to blame the defense? I don't really want to blame the defense when your offense turns the ball over five yeah. times. Like, what are you supposed to do? They even had to bring in Nathan Peterman at the end. You know, yeah, I thought I thought you were going to say that's the worst part. I thought that's what you were But, yeah, say. you know that's a yeah. problem when he's trotting out three for five. He actually put three for five, 25 yards. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. He was sacked twice in, like, six plays, whatever the heck he played. Um, but, yeah, they couldn't run the ball. Passing Hunter Renfro had seven catchers, 73 yards. So, good for him. They only rushed for 40 yards. Derek Carr fumbled three times. And also had one interception. So if you had him in fantasy, no, no. I think he had like 0. 0.6 points. I think it was worse than my Jared Goff pick, So which was kind of tough. 
But <laughs> he does play the Jets this week, so that's a better matchup. I know the Jets have a good defense, but at least he has the Jets. But yeah, I wouldn't, wait, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say we have a good defense. I'm just saying we played well last week. If they, be, if they lose to the Jets, if they lose to the okay, Jets, yeah. Jared, you know what we're doing? If they lose to the Jets, all our losers have to be the Raiders. Just something for the Raiders. Okay. okay. Nothing up. We'll take Nothing every up. player. Every yeah, player from the Raiders game. John Gruden. The, or if you, I'm, yeah, because you're going to pick them. Yeah. You're in a playoff race, and then now you're playing. You lose to Atlanta, and you don't even lose. Like, oh, you lost 24-21. You're like, you got, you got killed 43-6, to and you couldn't hold on to the ball. Yeah, so Raiders, Derek Carr, whatever the heck you want to say, it was my first loser of the week. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, I had a similar pick, but um, my second winner of the week is actually Derrick Henry. Um, he played – I mean, honestly, honestly, like a lot of it – actually, most of it was in the first half. Yeah. You didn't really – but that's – I don't think they gave him the ball as much in the second half. But, yeah, um, he's he's sick. Uh, over 178 yards. That's and three touchdowns. He got three touchdowns in the first half. That's crazy. So if he could keep this up, like Titans are a sneaky, like dark horse team. I'm telling you in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, if he could play like this, so because he's like kind of the heart and soul of this offense. So he kind of sets everything else up. So props to him. He's definitely a winner this week. Yeah, I agree with him. I had him as my first winner. It was that, That's a good winner. Pick. He had a great game on the ground, and if you had him in fantasy. My second winner of the week, and that is a guy we, who hasn't been much of a winner this year. That is Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk mm. Cousins was 34 for 45, 307 yards, three touchdowns, and had a QBR of 77 and 115 pass rating. Also had 19 yards on the ground. Kirk Cousins, you got yourself right back in the playoff race. Um, you're still probably on the outside looking in, but Cardinals are six and five, right? You're coming on the Cardinals. You're right behind them on the Cardinals, and Kirk Cousins played great. They need more of this out of Kirk Cousins because Cook wasn't great, 18 carries for 61 yards, only averaged three and a half yards per carry. But Kirk Cousins, yeah, 370 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers, and a passer rating of 115. Props to Kirk Cousins. You had your best game of the year probably. So, yeah, you're my second win of the week. Yeah, he actually played very well. Um, I he thought did. the Panthers were going to win that game. Um, my second loser of the week, I hate to be repetitive, but it's the Raiders. Um, you kind of, I'm going to make it quick. You stated like everything I was about to say. Um, that was a very crucial game. They're lucky they're playing the Jets, like you said. But if they somehow lose this game, like you got to start. Yeah, it's a big problem. Um, like, it's between six and six or seven and five, which is kind of Big a huge difference. difference. Big Especially difference. for that wild card spot. So they better bring their A game to the Jets. Um, I'm hoping they're not because I'm a Jeff fan, but they better win this win that game for their franchise. Yeah. But yeah, how, how how could you not pick the Raiders from as a loser? Like it's it's impossible how bad they played in just all phases of the game. So yeah, I, I think that was a consensus consensus pick to have the Raiders or Derek Carr as a loser. Jared, I am sorry to pick on you again with the Jets, but my second loser uh, of the week Darnold. is Sam Darnold. Um, I think you knew this. Maybe not knew it was coming, but um, 16 for 27, 197 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Had a QBR of 18 and a passer rating of 51. Look, guys, if you are Sam Darnold believer of the, for the New York Jets, it's over. There's 
Sam Darnold next year would not be a New York Jets quarterback. I'm not saying his career is over. I'm saying he he can get on a good team like the Colts or somebody or be a backup in Pittsburgh and then start after Big Ben retires. Something that like he I think he needs a year to develop. You know what I mean? Or not even a year to develop. Get under a coach that doesn't have a, yeah. that has a brain. Um, <laughs> so look, if you're look, he was super talented in the in his draft with um, being the third overall pick at a USC. He showed some great signs, but dude, this year the regression was bad. And I think this weekend just just ended. I think after the after yeah. this performance, look, and he you also have to blame him a little. Like I know we had to blame the organization, blame the Jets, but he did have Perriman, Mims, and Crowder back, and he only threw for 197 yards and two interceptions. And some of the throws, he you just like, why? Yeah, that you're one watching, interception, I was just like, what the heck? You're like, that? like you're watching, like, oh my god. And I feel bad for the kid. I know he hasn't been. He has some injuries this year, and he hasn't done great under the system with Adam Gaze. And who does great under the system with Adam Gaze? I don't really know. Um, but yeah, Sam Donald, it's it's over for you in New York. It's not over for your career. That's that's for sure. You're you'll get another play opportunity somewhere else. Hopefully, you make the most of it. But if you're Sam Donald, if you're a New York Jets fan and you're a Sam Donald supporter, I'm sorry. I know Jerry, you were for a long time. I know you're still a supporter, but I think you kind of see the writing on the wall that it's, it's Sam Donald's time as a New York Jets coming to an end. Yeah. I mean, I was honestly a big supporter until like, honestly, like last game, like that game that you're talking about, it just kind of hit me. Like it's his third year. I was listening to this guy, a big Jets fan on YouTube. He was like, if you really think about it, like Jets fans, yeah, like we never gave Sam Donald all he sh- to help him succeed, but we can't like keep making excuses for him. Like, yeah. That Lions game, his first career game, he's looking. He looked better then than he does now. Like he never made problem. that. Yeah, he, like yeah, exactly. In his third year, like that's a big problem. Um, yeah. So yeah, like he's a good QB. I mean, he had Todd Bowles, who's a defensive coach, um, and now he has Adam Gaze. So hopefully, you could find maybe like a Mike Tomlin or someone just help get him. Because I want him to see him succeed, like you said. But. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to be with us. So, yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, the biggest thing, he didn't have any progression. Like, you see, like, Josh Allen, who's in the same class. Yeah, rookie, he had a wasn't big great. Progression. Second year, they made the playoffs. He was still good, like a top 20 quarterback. And this year, he's taking a huge leap. But you needed that progression. You never really saw it from Donald. He's kind of taking a step back. And this game was yeah. just basically the writing on the wall. And he'll have the next last five games he'll have um, as a Jets quarterback, unless he gets injured, obviously. Hopefully now it's more like an audition. It's like an audition, like yeah, see tra- trade value for another team, and maybe the Jets get a second or third. It'd be tough to get a first round pick, Jer. It's gonna be tough um, uh, unless he like balls out next five yeah. games. Yeah, but but yeah, Sam Donald, you're my second loser of the week. Sorry, bud. I agree. My third winner of the week, third and final winner, is a rookie, rookie, uh, Jeremy Chin, who scored two touchdowns in less than uh, 10 seconds um, fumble recoveries. So, I mean, not much to say, like they still lost the game, but for a rookie to do that and like, it's not even like that. It was just solid week for him. So he's definitely a winner in my book, scoring two touchdowns on the defensive end in less than 10 seconds. Um, So good for him. Jeremy Chen, remember the name. He was also, um, he was just awarded today, um, or maybe yesterday. I think it was today. AFC rookie, or no, not AFC rookie, but um, defensive rookie, defensive rookie of the month. Oh, okay. For the yeah. rookie class. Oh, for the month. November. The month. Yeah, for oh, wow. November. 
So wow. props, to, yeah, Jeremy Chin is going to be a stud. He could be a candidate for um, defensive rookie of the year there. But yeah, that was that was a crazy game um, from his aspect. Yeah, no. I know they lost, but he forced. That was crazy in those ten. Those seconds. are two crucial touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Props to that's a good find. Props to Jeremy Chin. Yeah. Um, my third and final winner from Week Twelve. Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team. Guys, if you just finished your dinner on Thanksgiving, you sat down and watched some of the game of Washington Dallas, you saw Antonio Gibson go absolutely crazy. 20 carries, 115 yards, average 5.8 yards per carry, and had three touchdowns. Also had five catches for 21 yards. So PPR running back, that was great. Antonio Gibson's a great rookie, third round pick. I believe he's from Memphis, right? Yeah, Memphis. He's from uh, Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, great pick in fantasy if you have anybody. Um, if you have Antonio Gibson, but Washington, you found your future running back. So props to them. Um, but yeah, they defeated Dallas on a blowout. But yeah, Antonio Gibson, 20 carries, 115 yards, and three touchdowns. You're a great Thanksgiving day. You probably ate good after that, bud. But yeah, you're my third and final winner. It is something you basically like summed up what I did like after dinner, watch the game because I had JD <laughs> McKissick going. And this uh-huh. Gibson dude was just running all over the place. I'm like, is McKissick like hurt or something? Because he hasn't been in. But yeah, uh, good winner. My last loser of the week is uh, one of your fantasy sleepers, uh, Jared Goff. He me. played terrible. He had a 10 QBR, 52 uh, rating, quarterback rating. Um, no, that's just passer rating. Um, threw for less than 200 yards, two interceptions. Um, he just played awful. He also had one fumble, so three turnovers. Um, played bad, really bad, um, especially for – I mean, the Rams, they they could afford to lose this game, but I just thought it was a gimme for the Rams. They've been playing really well. Go against the 49ers, who Nick Mullins and the 49ers. So, it just – kind of a regression for them because they were doing so well. So, yeah. Yeah. I I didn't have him as an illusion, but I can't disagree on that one. Terrible fantasy pick. That's my bad if you started him. Sorry about that. Um, Or if you, like, didn't think about starting him, then you heard me, and then you're like, ah, I should start him. Sorry about that. Ah, I should start him, guys. Nope, sorry about that. Um, My third and final loser, that's Kyler Murray, a quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. He was 23 for 34, 170 yards. Um, no touchdowns, did have an interception, sacked twice, QBR 54, and a rating of 67. Look, the stats aren't bad. They're not great. They're kind of mediocre. But the problem is this was a game where they needed to win and they should have won. If you look on the flip side, if the Patriots didn't win, I think I would have had Cam Newton as a loser. He was 9 for 18, 84 yards and two interceptions. That was bad. But they won yeah. the game. And when Cam Newton's playing that bad on the other side, they're not running the ball all particularly well. They only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. You needed Kyle Murray to play great. And this is kind of still get it. Like, I don't think the Cardinals are there yet. And I, like I said last week, the Cardinals are a hell Mary away. Props to them for beating the Bills. Like, that's nothing against them, right, obviously. But they're a hell Mary away from being five and six, and nobody's really talking about that anymore. They're still in the playoff conversation and the playoff race and in the hunt. But, yeah, this was a game where, like, it was kind of like similar to the Raiders game. You know what I mean? Like, you play not, not mm. a great team. You needed to win this game. Um, I know it's in New England, but there's no fans. So, like, it wasn't a, disadvantage, a huge disadvantage. And kept putting New England kind of back into the wild card race at five and six. I don't think that's going to last as much long as we think because they got some games coming up that are tough. But, yeah, Kyle Murray did not play great, and he needed this win. And you're, the division's probably out of grasp um, 
just being so far behind, not so far behind, but being behind the Rams and Seattle. And San Fran's coming up right behind you. But, yeah, you kind of got to get a wild card here. I still think the Cardinals are a year away from serious contention in the division and in, in the playoffs. But I thought they were better than this, and this was a struggle from Kyler Murray. Cardinals should have won this game, but they didn't. And it was kind of falling on Kyler Murray. He didn't play great at all. No touchdowns at all for Kyler Murray. No, I, I definitely agree with what you said. Like, they're not there yet. Like, they're a good yeah. team, but they're just not there yet. It's only that Kingsbury's uh, – Second year, Kyler Murray's second year, so they mm-hmm. like they're not worried, but yeah, I'm not saying they should be worried, but like I think yeah. I think we a lot of people jumped on like the hype train of MVP I, Kyler I Murray. I, I will admit, I, I didn't say MVP Kyler Murray, but like I definitely jumped yeah. on the train. They were good, and after beating the Bills in that crazy play, but like I'm not gonna take anything away from them. They made a great play, but like, you know what I mean? Like they're five and they're a play away yeah. from being five and six. You know what I mean? So no, yeah, yeah. Okay, that is it from Week Twelve, the NFL season, guys. We did a recap. We did winners and losers. Now on to week 13. Um, Like we always do, we'll give you our fantasy sleepers for this upcoming week 13. There was no Thursday game, so you guys are seeing this um, a little later than you usually do on a Saturday, but it's always going to be as good as it always is. Fantasy sleepers, we'll give you a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end that we think is going to have a great weekend that nobody's really talking about. Hopefully better than Jared Goff for me last week with JR. Start me off with your quarterback sleeper of the week. All right. So, although he played terrible last week, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned that. I don't know. I'm thinking Cam Newton. Um, you think it's like ranked around the 15th best quarterback. He's playing the Chargers. Um, their defense actually played pretty well against the Bills, but they haven't shown to be well throughout the season. So, Cam Newton could get it back on track. I'm not saying throw three touchdowns, which is not that much, but Cam really can't do that. Like, get some rushing and get some get some points on the board for your team. I think he could have a pretty solid week, so he's my sleeper. Yeah, he's rated 17 on NFL.com, so that's a good pick. Um, my pick's another guy that we bashed this week. We just bashed recently. That's Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's going to go against a Jets defense. That hasn't been particularly great this year. I know he was one of your winners this week, the Jets, but they played good against um, Miami. But Derek Carr, surprisingly, um, was the 14th-rated quarterback on NFL.com for fantasy this week. So hmm. when I kind of – or actually 13 now, but 13 he was rated. But when I saw that, I was like, I know he's kind of high, but he's kind of on the low side. I thought he would be like top 10, definitely. This is going to yeah. be good. I think it's going to be a good matchup for Derek Carr. It's going to be a good bounce-back game for the Raiders. It should be a good bounce-back game. But yeah, Derek Carr's my first sleeper of the week. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a good pick. Good match. Yeah, he's rated 13, and I saw it. I was like, oh, that's yeah. lower than I thought. So sometimes, like, you're like expecting to pick this like really deep sleeper, and you're like, wait, why is this guy this low? Like, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my, uh, this kind of happened with this guy for me. Um, my running back sleeper, Jonathan Taylor, he's ranked 22nd. Um, out of the running backs on fantasy pros. Um, he's playing against the Houston Texans, whose rush defense is terrible. They haven't shown to be good this whole year. So maybe he gets it going again. And I'm thinking he's going to have a good game. He's in my fantasy team in our league. so I And I'm starting him this week, so I need him to have a good game. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, we did it once again. My running back. <laughs> no way. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I thought because you said, like, the fantasy team, like, we didn't have it. 
Nope. Fantasy sleeper of the week at right position. That is Jonathan Taylor. I don't want to be repetitive, but I agree. Houston defense hasn't been great this year, especially stopping the run. He's coming off the COVID list. He did not have COVID, so that's actually a factor because, like, him having COVID yeah. actually affects how you play. So he didn't have COVID. He was just a contact trace. He should be the bulk of the carries and need him to be big and fancy. On the NFL.com, they actually have him at 24, so it's even a bigger sleeper. I think Jonathan Taylor is a good start this week. I'm going to start him in my league because I kind of have to. But I think he'd be a good start, especially your flex, definitely your flex. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. I agree with you, Jared. We did it once again, but it's like it's kind of like now I'm just waiting for you to say the yeah. same guy at running. Back. It's it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> um so my fantasy wide receiver sleeper is someone who I know you've been kind of you just don't like him this year because you traded a lot for him. Um it's it's Marquise Brown. This is a deep sleeper. Uh, he had a good beginning, a a good play uh, last game. Um, he's playing the Cowboys. I'm hoping the Ravens kind of start realizing, like, yeah, let's start throwing a little more because um, it works. Uh, so hopefully they can get him the ball. I'm not – this is kind of like a deep sleeper, but maybe he could do really well against the Cowboys. So, yeah. That is a deep sleeper because I don't even see him on NFL.com right now in their top 60. I really don't. Oh, I really? Yeah, I can't find him. It's kind of – He's definitely in top 60. I, I don't know. Unless I'm just like – not. yeah, I didn't see him. Okay, but forget about it. But, yeah, that's a sleeper, <laughs> and I like that. That's an interesting sleeper because he could have that big play. I traded a lot for him in fantasy. Um, mm. I don't really go into that because that was really bad. Um, He's on my bench this week in our league, Jared. I'm not starting him um, unless I don't get some I, guy. I wouldn't, yeah. But that, I, no, mean, I, I, like that. I wouldn't for you, but, like, if you're, like, a guy who needs, like, a – pickup or something like if i know who your receivers are yeah yes yeah, so if you're really desperate and you need a guy i think yeah that's basically what we're talking about jr my sleeper of the week deep sleeper two he's rated 40 on nfo.com that's denzel mims of the new york Jets. Like, yes let's go um like he's going up against las vegas who struggled to defend in the past against atlanta i still think the raiders are going to win this game most likely but i expect mims to get he's been he said double digit fantasy points the last two games uh each having 10 i think this is a game he gets a touchdown JR, mm-hmm. and he gets to like that 14, 50, 15. Not a good week for a fantasy sleeper, especially as a sleeper. And he's rated 40 on NFL.com. So in most leagues, he's probably available unless you're a JR who's a Jets fan or you're playing a league. I think even in our league, he's available. And we have two Jets I, fans now. I think so. Or maybe so. I think up. somebody picked him up today. I think somebody picked him up today. Yeah. Um, who I think actually was a Jets fan that picked him up today. But. But yeah, Denzel Mims rated 40 on NFL.com. I think he's a deep sleeper like Marquise Brown. I think Marquise, they both have potentials to get a huge touchdown play. So that's basically where we're going off. But yeah, Denzel Mims my sleeper, the wide receiver position. And his floor isn't like low because I don't think he's gotten less than 40 yards in his entire career. I mean, like this yeah, I think year. It, I think it's a, it's a good so, safe pick. Yeah. Uh, my, well, the tight end position is always hard. Mm, mm. I'm going with the 14th ranked. Tight end on fantasy pros, uh, Trey Burton. He got a touchdown last game. I'm um, hoping he could do it again. They're playing Houston again. Um, I have him, Jonathan Taylor, and Houston's not good against tight ends either. Um, they're not good much on defense, so maybe you see a touchdown from him. That's kind of what I'm going for here for the yeah. tight ends. I'm kind of banging on the touchdown. So hopefully, yeah, he gets that one. Trey Burton was ranked 24 this week on NFL.com. So that's oh. that's a you're, you're, you're going oh, deep. Jeez. Jeez. You're, you're going deep on NFL.com. I'm going 
not as deep. I'm going Logan Thomas of the Washington football team. Two out of the last three games, he's had 10 and 13. So he's hit double digits two out of the last 13 times. He's rated 15 on NFL.com. So that's deep. That's really, that's so deep for a tight end, especially a tight end. No, definitely. A lot less tight end. But Jared's even deeper on NFL.com, according to NFL.com. But yeah, Logan Thomas, I think he had three catches for 20 yards last week and a touchdown. There's a throw a pass last week. So they kind of use him. And they like Logan Thomas and they use him a lot. I think he's good for a nice 10 to 12 game, hopefully. Um, Tight end position is always tough, but yeah, Logan Thomas is my tight end sleeper of the week. Wait, what's he ranked on NFL.com? 15, Logan Thomas. Uh, he's 18 on a fantasy bros. Yeah, so you, we got, went, a, you, we, got, you got a deep one too. We yeah. both went deep on tight end yeah. just because, I don't know, it's tough to pick a tight end position is tough. And plus, yeah. like, you can't pick Kelsey, you can't pick uh, Hawkinson. No, that's just stupid. Guys. That, that yeah. is wasting, that's just wasting people's time. Um, yeah. But yeah, hopefully we helped you with our fantasy sleepers this week. At the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Jared did great last weekend as fantasy supers. Me, not so much. So hopefully, this week we'll do much better. And guys, fantasy playoffs are coming up. So come always here for some fantasy knowledge. Um, this might be your last week of the regular season or fantasy playoffs are just right around the corner. So this is important. So yeah, fantasy supers of week 13. Guys, final part of the week 13 info preview right here on Apple Podcast. Guys, it's picks. Time. Jared was eight and eight last week. I was eleven and five. Big week for picks again. A lot of great games, Jared. No Thursday game. This is why this video is coming out on Saturday. Um, but we do have a two Monday games and we do have a Tuesday game. But Jared, start the bat rolling. One p.m. game. We got the nine and two New Orleans Saints at the four and seven Atlanta Falcons. Who you got? Honestly, I was very tempted to pick the uh, the Falcons here. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just not like obviously the Saints won last game, but like just the way they played didn't really make me jump my socks a little bit, jump out of my yeah. socks. But they're <laughs> yeah, I said that totally wrong. But their defense is, but I have their defense fantasy. They've been playing very well the past two weeks, mm-hmm. and um, if their defense could just mess the Falcons up on offense, I think I just think the Saints are just the better coach team, the better over not. Oh, yeah, they are the better overall team. They've proven that they're the number one in the NFC. So I think they're going to come out with the win. Just I'm a little worried with the Falcons' offense if they could get it on, but I'm going to Saints. I'm agreeing with you. I'm going to take the Saints. I think it was hard to pick the Falcons, but I'm with you. Like, if it, it was Drew Brees with the quarterback of the Saints, I'd be like, oh, yeah. sounds good to me. But, yeah, Taysom Hill hasn't looked great. And I know he hasn't started that many games in the NFL, so we got to give the guy time. But they need to use Alvin Kamara more in the pass offense, in the rush. I know Latavius Murray had a good game. But, man, if you're a fantasy owner of Alvin Kamara, it's been tough with Taysom Hill, like really mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I have him in one of my other leagues. But, yeah, I got the Saints this week. I think uh, the defense, like you said, you have in fantasy, is doing great this year. I think they try to get Alvin Kamara involved more. I don't think anybody can really guard Michael Thomas. So I got the Saints defeating the Falcons on Sunday. Another 1 p.m. game. We got the four and seven Detroit Lions, who are going to have a new coach at the five and six Chicago Bears. Jared, who wins this division matchup? I think the Lions win this division matchup. I feel like every team that just gets a new coach somehow just they just shows like they get the win the next week. Yeah. And I'm hoping like because the Lions are not a bad team by any means. No. Um, I feel like Patricia was holding them back, especially on the offensive end. So yeah, tell me that I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
And Bears just haven't been looking good at all this year. Their defense, obviously, everyone's, oh, their defense. But your defense is only as – can only do so much. I mean, so I'm going Lions. I think Safford could get that one. I'm agreeing with you, man. I got the Lions. I can't trust this Bears offense. This Bears offense yeah. is so bad. Whoever's starting, Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky. Only bright spot is Allen Robinson, and he's on my fantasy team. So, and he's going to leave next year, so. Yeah, he's going to leave. Matt Nagy's play calling's suspect. And David right, Montgomery. Def- David Montgomery. Oh, yeah, I forget about David Montgomery's good. But, Jerry, you're totally right. Their defense is good. They're almost great defense. The problem is your defense is on the field so much, you're off. Um, it's, You start to struggle. Well, not struggle, but yeah. it's tough. And your offense needs to do something. This game is weird. I think Detroit's better than their record. I think Matthew Stafford has a good game. I know Kenny Galladay is not playing again. That thing's oh. a mess, but I think DeAndre – Yeah, DeAndre's so back. So that's huge. They got a good run game going. I think they play with some energy after Matt Patricia's fired. I got Detroit, as do you. Okay, another 1 p.m. game. We got the 8-3 and three Cleveland Browns at the 8-3 and three Tennessee Titans. Jared, who wins this great matchup? I feel like this is going to be a, a ground-and-pound type of game. Definitely, um, definitely. Henry versus Chubb and Hunt. Um, but I think King Henry will get it done. Uh, I think the Titans overall, like, Browns just have a good rushing beat. They haven't they, – they in the past, like, Jarvis Landry's been playing well. But I think Henry's going to overpower that defense. I know they get Miles Garrett back, I'm pretty sure. But he's not, like, great against the run. He's more of a pass rusher. Yeah. And, like, once Derrick Henry starts going, then they start throwing to A.J. Brown, throwing to Corey Davis. So I think Titans just better coach team better overall team so Titans. i agree with you i'm going tennessee i think both teams are kind of similar in their style they play good defense and they can run the ball but i think tennessee's run offense is going to be better and i think i trust ryan Tannehill to make more big plays if it's needed than baker mayfield that's basically where i went on this thing um pick yeah. i think both teams are gonna be able to run the ball efficiently with chubb and hunt and derrick henry but i do trust and i also think he has better weapons i do think ryan Tannehill. i think you agree with me can i trust him to make a bigger play be more efficient than Baker Mayfield at this point of the season. And they're a better, well, they're more well coached team than uh, Cleveland. I'm taking Tennessee at home. No, definitely but, agree with you there. Yeah, I, th- I just think Ryan Tannehill makes more plays than Baker Mayfield can, basically, at yeah. the end of the game. Yeah, That's he's what it more, comes down to. And plus, he's a veteran now. So. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. It's more, yeah, exactly. Um, another 1 p.m. game. We got the 2 8 and 1 Cincinnati Bengals at the 7 and 4 Miami Dolphins. Jarrah, the Dolphins getting another dub. I believe so. Um, they didn't even play well last week against the Jets. Easily got that win. Playing a bad team again like the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, Bengals just trying to get through the season. I don't even know if Mixon's ever going to come back with this team. Being oh, he better bad. come back. Please come back. Yeah, I'm hoping he does too, but it's not even worth it for them at this point. So <laughs> they're just – I think Dolphins, they just can't relax and take this one easy. I feel like they took the Jets easy. They still won, obviously. It was an easy game for them, but I think, yeah, the Dolphins win, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's hard to pick Cincinnati. Maybe if Joe Burrow was playing, you'd give the Bengals a fighting chance, but I'm going Miami. You never know. It's the NFL. We get games wrong all the time, and there's a ton of upsets. Atlanta beating uh, Las Vegas last week was an upset. Um, I just don't think Bengals have enough offense, and especially if Ryan Fitzpatrick's playing for Miami, I think they have a better chance than Tua. If two is playing, whoever, we don't know who's playing yet, but I'm trusting Miami's defense enough to win this game. So, yeah, I got Miami basically by default. Yeah. 
Okay, another 1 p.m. game. We got the 1 and 10 Jacksonville Jaguars at the 5 and 6 Minnesota Vikings. Who you got? So, I mean, Kirk Cousins played very well last game. Uh, I got the Vikings. I don't see, I don't even see the Jaguars maybe getting another win this year. Um, Vikings is a better team. Jacksonville, they, the quarterback situation, I know it's Jordan Moomin shoots hurt right now. Like, that's their guy, but mm-hmm. they, they, you can't win without a solid QB. Mike Lennon definitely played better than, uh, was his name Lutton? Um, yeah, Jake Lutton. So I think that's definitely an upgrade there. An upgrade, but I still think Vikings winning us. Yeah, I have the Vikings. They had a nice win on Sunday over Carolina, who's not world beaters, but they're a good team. Um, Kirk Cousins was one of my winners. I think if he plays like that, he's not even going to have to. I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a great game. Um, and I also expect yeah. Kirk Cousins to play well with Justin Jefferson. I think this is just a nice win. And the Vikings are going to move to 6-6, six and six, and they're kind of in the playoff race there at 6-6 six and six if they win this game. Um, they rattle off a couple wins. You're you're talking about a team that might make the playoffs at this point. In the beginning, they were like, "Oh, there's no chance." Um, how they bad they started, but yeah, I got Minnesota beating the Jaguars, similar to the Dolphins beating the Bengals. Tough to pick against the Jaguars or the Bengals at this point of the year. Agreed. Another 1 p.m. game, Jerry. You're gonna love this one. We got the six and five Las Vegas Raiders at the O and eleven New York Jets. Jerry, the Jets getting their first one of the year. It would be great if they did. Um, I don't have them in their first one of the year, <laughs> but I just think it's too important of a game for the Raiders. They can't lose this game. Jets, yeah, we want to win. We want to win bad, but it doesn't seem like that the way we're being coached. Um, all the players, I feel like we're playing like that. Just, I'm going to just Raiders win. I could say, let's stay here for an hour. Yeah. As long as Adam Gaze is coaching for the New York Jets, I'm not going to pick the Jets, but the Raiders did not look good last week against Atlanta. Atlanta is much better than the Jets. They have better yeah, talent, yeah. better coaching, yeah, better. all that stuff. But the Raiders turn the ball over a lot. Don't do that again. Like, if you turn the ball over, I still think you'll beat them, but you're going to make this a game where you don't want to make this a game. And mm. the Raiders don't want to get into that territory where you turn the ball over four times. But I had Derek Carr as my and for the- Josh Jacobs isn't playing. That is true. So that's so they're gonna hard to run the ball. I know they have Devontae Booker, but he ain't no Josh Jacobs, who's a really good young running back. But yeah, yeah, Derek Carr take care of the ball. I think you he will take care of the ball. I think last week was a like a kind of a kind of awoke them a little. Like we gotta play better than man, I couldn't figure out what the heck the word I'm <laughs> Yeah, no, you said it right. You said it right. Um I will yeah, I, I got, will shout out. I will shout out. Um fantasy sleeper also. Wide receiver my wide receiver two fantasy sleeper. Henry Ruggs. Let's keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. And I also had Denzel Mims and Derek Carr um, as fantasy sleepers. But, yeah, I think this game, Jets make it a little competitive, but I think the Raiders are just a better team. Um, they need to bounce back big time. So, I agree with you on the Raiders. I think we've agreed on every single pick so far. That's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That let's, hope that, let's, let's hope we that. We usually changed. don't do this. We do it in the fan, fantasy sleepers. Not yeah, let's hope, that, let's hope that changed. No, I don't want the same pick for it. But, but eh, it's whatever. Okay, final 1 p.m. game on Sunday. We got the 7-4 and four Colts at the 4-7 and seven Houston Texans. Jared, who do you got? I got the Colts. Um, Deshaun Watson's been playing really well. He's been playing well all season, not just recently. Um so props to him. I feel bad for him in that situation. I feel like we talk about this every time with the Texans. Yeah. But then the Colts, I mean, Henry ran all over them that game. Fal- Texans don't have the capability to do that. They don't have anyone that can do that. Uh, they're going to be focusing on that 
pass offense. Uh, but Colts, I feel like they're more disciplined kind of team. Philip Rivers just can continue to do what he's been doing the past couple of games. I think they'll get the win. I agree with you. I think it's – I know Houston looked good on Thanksgiving, but that was against Detroit. And I'm with you, man. Like, the Colts have struggled stopping the run against um, – who they play? Tennessee. But the Texans have nowhere near the capability of Derrick Henry. David Johnson's still in the eye. I don't know if he's playing or not. And they have Duke Johnson. So, like, they're not really running the ball. Yes, Deshaun Watson is playing really well out of his mind this year or late as of late. But, look, I think I just came down to – who, who's this game most important to? The Texans yeah. are out of the playoff race. The Colts are trying to still win that division and get a playoff spot. This game is more important to the Colts, so I'm going to go to the team that's hungry. I am taking the Colts as as do you. And plus, the Texans just had like two people get suspended for the rest of the year, especially Will oh, Fuller. Yeah. It's very yeah. Oh, yeah, and ha- not having Will Fuller, your number one receiver, is going to yeah. hurt. Yeah, and I think a safety or – oh, Bradley Roby's good too, honestly. He got suspended. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be tough for Houston. I think this game is way more important to the Colts, so I'm taking the Colts on Sunday. Okay, that is it from 1 p.m. Let's go to the 4-4-30 games. We got the, at 4-5, a great game right here. We got the 7-4 and four Rams at the 6-5 and five Cardinals. Who do you got? This is going to be a fun game, like you said. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of basing this off of what you kind of said earlier, like the Cardinals aren't ready yet, like, Mm-hmm. Not there yet. I mean, so I'm giving it to the Rams just because Sean McVay's been there. He knows, not like he knows how to coach, but like he, I just think they're more experienced. Like Donald Goff's experience, like the whole receiving core, like Cardinals are still not young because it's only really Kyler being mm-hmm. the young and their coach. But I don't know. I'm just giving it to the Rams. I think they'll get this done. And the Cardinals will kind of kind of drop out of that race very slightly throughout the yeah. rest of the year. I think both of these teams are looking for a bounce back win. I know the Rams lost to San Fran last week and the Cardinals lost to New England, but I'm with you, man. I got the Rams. I trust Jared Goff more at this point of the year. I trust Sean McVay more. They'll be able to run the ball. Cardinals can't really run the ball. And I think Jalen Ramsey locked up DK Metcalf. I think he can not lock up. DeAndre Hopkins, but he can do a great job. If he kind of takes him away, for most part of the game, it's going to be tough for Kyler Murray. Um, I just trust the Rams more at this point of the year, and I think Jared Goff has a bounce-back game. Can't play much worse than he did last week for either Kyler or Jared, but I got the Rams, and this is a huge division game for the Rams because Seattle, they're still behind Seattle, and also a huge playoff game for both, or a playoff implication game for both of these teams. But, yeah, I got the Rams. Okay. Another four or five game, guys. I know we're not. I know you're not thinking we're going to say this, but this is a division game for one of these teams. For both of these teams, we got the four and seven New York Giants at the eight and three Seattle Seahawks. This is a huge game for both of these teams. Jared, who do you got? Coming Seahawks, and honestly, mostly because, I mean, honestly, Giants. Like you could say, oh, still the Giants. Like they've been playing well. I'm saying the Seahawks just because Daniel Jones isn't playing. Not saying that's huge, but like Colt McCoy is not going to get the job done in my mind. Plus, on that Giants team, you kind of need some familiarity with that position, especially for that that team in particular. So Seahawks. Yeah, man, this is gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be a tough game with Daniel Jones anyway, and I would have took Seattle. Yeah, was playing. I would have too, but like it would have been. Yeah, 
Look, this is a point game. The Giants are first in the division. I know the Eagles are right on their butts, and so is Washington. Um, at this point, even Dallas is still right there. Um, because how bad the division is. Whoever wins this division is the Jets would still be in it. <laughs> yeah, the Jets would still be mathematically in it somehow. Um, but yeah, I got Seattle. I think they're not gonna really mess around this game. The Giants, good defense. Have a good corner, James Bradbury. Have a good front seven. And Wayne Gallman has been rushing the ball really well. But, man, Colt McCoy starting is going to be tough for the Giants. I got Seattle, especially in Seattle. It's going to be tough for the Giants, even with Daniel Jones, if he was playing. But he's not. It makes it even worse for them. I got Seattle. Okay, yeah. another 425 game. We got the 3-7-1 Eagles, who, if the Giants lose, this is a big game for them at the 8-3 and Green Bay Packers. Who do you got? I'm going – the Eagles have been playing terrible. Um, say what you want about Carson Wentz. You say, oh, he's not having the help, but he's not doing well this year. Um, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, kind of all I got to say. He's going to, I think, tear up this Eagles team. And their defense, their defense hasn't been playing bad, so Packers. Yeah, I think this is going to be tough to pick the Eagles. They were made it a little competitive against Seattle, but it will take Seattle dominated the whole game. Uh, especially Eagles offense was nothing. Um, they've kind of missed on some receivers at, in the draft. Like Jalen Rieger's not much of anything at this point of, in his rookie year. Um, or JJR just said a white side. So they really don't got the weapons weapons on Philly, and Carson Wentz is not playing well. Green Bay doesn't have a best defense, but it's going to be cold. They know how to play in the cold. I know the Eagles do too, but it's going to be home for Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers has a great day. And I got, I got the Packers. Tough to pick the Eagles at this point. But they do get a win, and they're right back in the division race. But they'll still be in the division race, even if they lose somehow. But I got Green I feel Bay. like they've, they've been, like, uh, they were in first place forever, and now they're, like, one game back. But when's the last time they won a game? Uh, it's been bad. It's been bad. Yeah. They haven't won a game since. They beat the Cowboys and Giants, and that was over four weeks ago. Jeez. So, they're yeah, still, they, like, right in there. They're just beating some bad teams when they beat teams. So, yeah, I don't expect the Eagles to win this game. I got Green Bay. Um, Final 425 game of the week. So far, we have picked every single same pick. This hasn't happened. Uh, they changed with the last five picks coming up. But I got the five – I don't got them. I don't know what I'm saying yet. But the five and six, <laughs> the England Patriots at the three and eight, Los Angeles Chargers. Who do you got? This is – this is, I feel like, where we might sway the picks i'm thinking i want to pick the charters very badly but i feel like the patriots are going to find a way to pull this out i i just i always pick the chargers thinking like yeah they could win this game but they just never do and the patriots somehow find a way like they didn't even came didn't play terrible last game yeah really and bad. they won so like i'm going the patriots just because even if, if Cameron just plays good, I think they could win. So, yeah. You're right. This is where we sway. I'm going to disagree yeah. with you. I'm taking the Chargers. I I, looked, I know they didn't beat the Bills last week, but they were in the game. Um, I think they'll be able to throw the ball. I know Herbert is having a great rookie year, and I think this is the game where, like, they win, and I think it kind of knocks the Patriots out of the playoff race. Patriots win. They're still in the playoff race, but they've still got a lot of work to do. If you're a Patriots fan, but five and six, six and six is not bad. But I got the Chargers. I think Herbert has a great day, and I don't trust Cam Newton to play much better because Arizona's defense is not much better than the Chargers' defense. Like I don't think they're any of those teams are defensive oriented team. I think the Chargers actually have a better defense. Surprise, you didn't go with the Chargers. I really thought you were going to pick the Chargers there. But I, I honestly, I had the Chargers picked on my phone, and then 
I kind of just switched the last minute. Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers. I like Herbert to pull the upset um, and just play better than New England. So I got the Chargers. Every time I picked a team to upset the Patriots this year, um, it has worked. I picked Houston a couple weeks back to upset the Patriots. They did. I don't say upset, but they weren't favored. I know the Chargers are point and a half favorite, but I think most people would think the Patriots would win this game. But, yeah, I got the Chargers pulling the upset at home. Interesting. Because the Patriots do have a good pass defense, so they do, they do. I just, I just, this is something. You said it, you said I, it yourself. You said it yourself. There's, there's, there's something here that I like with the Chargers. Um, right. I, I did just see them play against the Bills, and they were in the game, and I, I trust Herbert to make some. They're, but they're here. in every game. They're in every game, but this is the game where they're, they kind of win. They've lost seven of their eight okay. losses have been by one possession. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. So, Even against the Jets, it was like that close to being a one possession win. But yeah, I think the Chargers, this is the game where they win by one possession. I got the Chargers winning on a field goal. That's what I got. Um, 8 20 game. This is a, a weird Sunday night game, but it's a Sunday night game. The four and seven, seven Denver Broncos at the 10 and one Chiefs. Jar, who are you going? Chiefs. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't really know where we have to go there, but let's, we don't really have to go in detail. Mahomes is just Mahomes. So I'm with you, man. I got the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, we got two Monday games. We got two Monday games this week. We got the first one at five and the second one at eight fifteen. First one at five on Fox. We got the four and seven Washington football team at the eleven and zero Pittsburgh Steelers. Jared, who do you got? I am going Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, yeah, they this is the better team. Uh, Washington football team's definitely been surprising to me, especially the most recent couple games. They're actually not looking as bad as I thought they were. Um, their defense is actually very good. Uh-huh. As Ryan Matson pointed out to me, he kind of roasted me for talking bad about their defense. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Steelers are winning this game. Yeah, man, I'm taking the Steelers. I know they've lost Devin Bush and Bud Dupree, so that rush defense is a little worse than it used to be. Um, James Conner is not going to be playing. I think Pittsburgh needs to run the ball because I think dropping back – Big Ben, 51 pass attempts is just not the recipe to win. But I don't think Washington's going to do much on offense. I think they'll be able to run the ball with Antonio Gibson. But this is the game the Steelers will win. And their cupcake schedule keeps continuing with Washington. I know Steelers fans don't want to hear it, but it's pretty true. Your schedule ain't great, but it's not your fault. But I'm yeah. just putting out facts. But, yeah, I got Pittsburgh. And it's a good game, but I got Pittsburgh. I'll be watching Monday Night Football. We got two games. Why not? I'll be definitely watching the next one. 8-15 on ESPN, the original Monday night game, the 8-3 Buffalo Bills at the 5-6 San Francisco 49ers. Who do you got? I will say the 49ers are surprisingly like, beating every team that I like, go against them. Like, no, nah, there's yeah. no way they win this game. So I am taking – no, nah, I'm taking the Bills here. Um, I, I swear, if the Bills lose, like, 49ers <laughs> just hate me. Because um, they're – like, I don't see, like, how they're winning these games. They have Nick Mullins – Moster, like he's not even like a an elite running back, and he's no. I don't know. They're somehow winning these games, uh, but I think the Bills are just better than them, so that's why I'm going with the Bills. So yeah, I think you know who I'm picking. I'm taking the Bills. I I think the rushing game for San Fran hasn't been great. Our last three out of the last four games have been under 100 yards rushing. Um, as a team, um, I think the Bills defense has played really well against the run last week against LA and they haven't been this year, but they keep that up. The defense played great. I think they'll shut down completely the basically the pass game of Nick Mullen. Props to the San Francisco 49ers. They have a good defense, but I think Josh Mallon makes one or two too many plays against this team. I don't think Nick Mullins can make enough. I got the Bills and a close one, but I got the Bills. 
I will say though, if you like like last game, if he's having those turnovers, like this oh, yeah. team can take That's advantage different. of that. So you That's can't get different. in that hole. Yeah. Yes, but I yes, I I agree with you. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But I am taking the Bills. Hopefully we move to nine and three, which would be great on the season. Final game of week 13. We got a Tuesday night football game on 805 on Fox slash NFL Network, wherever you you want to watch it. Three and eight Dallas Cowboys at the six and five Baltimore Ravens. Chad, who do you got? I got the Ravens. Um I think Lamar's coming back. So Hopefully, they got that know. going. Yeah, I, th- I think he just got cleared. Um, and then, like, yeah, like I think uh, Marquise, Marquise Brown, hopefully, he has a breakout game. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but then they got third. Well, you already said it was gonna happen with the fantasy sleepers, huh? Yeah, yeah well, I said I'm messing, I'm messing, that's I'm, I'm messing, I'm messing. Um, I got Ravens, Cowboys looking bad. The rush, the rush, the rushing offense. It's kind of what I look at mostly. It's awful, and especially now they're playing the Ravens. Ravens defense is good all around, so I don't see how the Cowboys go in. I'm going to give it to you. I'm taking Baltimore. I think their defense is too good. They'll shut down Zeke like they shut down the Pittsburgh Steelers um, run offense last week, and I think even if Lamar's not playing, I'm still taking Baltimore, but if Ravens, if Lamar's playing, I'm taking Baltimore. I got the Ravens winning on Tuesday Night Football. Over the Cowboys. Obviously, we did not pick the Buccaneers and Panthers, those two teams on a bye. I believe those are the final vibes of the week and of the year, unless I'm wrong. Jerry, you know, we've uh, only disagreed on one pick, and that yeah. was the Patriots Chargers. And you had the Chargers. Like, thank God, before, thank God before I switched it. Yeah. Because then we would have the. So we're basically, guys, we're going to have a similar record. <laughs> it's going to be, it's, we're going to, it's going to be basically the same record um, besides one Just game. Just who's going to be better? Patriots. Yes, yeah, it's gonna come out of the. It's all comes come down to the, one game. It literally all comes down to one game. Who's gonna win this week? That's actually kind of funny. So I'm gonna actually yeah. be watching this game a little more <laughs> intensely than I would watch it normally. But yeah, I got the Chargers. You got the Patriots. Um, that is it from your Week 13 picks, and that is it from us for this Week 13 NFL preview on Apple Podcast, guys. Remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I don't know why you have Joe. We hit six, over 600 subscribers. I know yeah, you have so been busy. Thank you for that. Thank you. For yes. That. Thank you. I know you've been busy with finals. My finals are coming up. Guys, I'm sorry we're not posting 24-7 on the YouTube, but guys, we got um, school. and We're still students. Yeah. We're sophomores in college. We got schoolwork to do, but it's coming to an end soon, so hopefully more YouTube and Apple Podcast, Instagram. Look for our pics on Instagram and Twitter. Jara, I might have just took your line, but anything else you got to oh, say? Oh, wow. We have, we, have we have 644 now. That's what I'm saying. We had like an overnight yeah. surge or the last yeah. two-day surge. Wow. So, guys, thank you so much. Hopefully – that doesn't go away. Sometimes we get followers and they go away. It's just yeah. what happens. It's just YouTube says, YouTube just screwing us there. But guys, yeah, I know. Jerry, anything you got to say before we uh, sign out? I will say, and also like, put on the notif- turn on notifications. So every time you post on YouTube, like you see the video, it kind of helps us out, like stay f- watching our videos. So that would really help. We appreciate that. Yeah, because I agree with you. Like Sometimes when I watch a YouTube, I'm not always on YouTube, like scrolling yeah. through stuff. So, yeah, if yeah. you get a notification, it's like an Instagram alert. You'll see we post it, and you'll go watch it right away. Guys, we have an interview coming out sometime next week with the college football, high four-star college football recruit. Jared and I will both be doing an interview with him. That's going to be great. He's a great young man. Um, so look forward to seeing that. Look forward to seeing an NBA uh, preview coming up on the YouTube channel and maybe even an Apple podcast. Mm-hmm. But, guys – this was the week 13 NFL preview on Apple Podcasts. And this was the Talking Sports Podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rockwood. Until next time, see ya.